Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome aboard. It's the weekly news and chat show from the world famous bottom of the stream podcast. It is indeed. How are you doing, Nick? Fantastic. Yeah? Yes. Good. You look very smart tonight. Thanks. I have not changed <laughs> from work. Oh, you look very nice when you go to work. Thank you. Why are you so fantastic? What have you been up to? I Well, I'm fantastic I'm here. Cool. Getting to record our show. One of, if not my favourite time of the week. Yeah, I think it's mine. I really look forward to it. Especially the wave. I, I don't know why. I love talking about random shit on the wave <laughs> that we do. I love so, the movie show as well, obviously. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of fun on the wave. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Good. Happy to be hosting you. Generally happy in life. Good. How are you? I'm also very good in life. It's good. <laughs> good. I've got a new bed. Always good. So you're not, you're not sleeping on the floor anymore? No, I did have a few nights on the floor. Yeah. So that was fun. I was fine. Nearly it was comfortable. Your house? It was fine, yeah. It was fine. I was comfortable until I tried to get up. And I was like, I'm too old to be lying on the floor these days. <laughs> I need an assistant to get me up. <laughs> But I managed it in the end. But yeah, it's nice to be back at uh, being able to swing maybe my legs and stand up. Maybe you could have rigged something up with your like robot Hoover <laughs> and and sort of like what? Sledded, what is it yeah, <laughs> you sledded behind it out of bed or a tunnel into the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been helpful. But... Like, yeah, rode it out of bed. Yeah, that would have been helpful. But no, it's all good. I've got a new bed. It's good. I'm happy now. Probably pillows as well. Nothing better so, than tonight's dinner. your first night. No, last night oh, was. Oh, was it comfy? It was very, very comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go to bed after this? Sure. Yeah. We take the microphones in there and do yeah, it from bed. Yeah, right. Be very uh, big breakfast. That would, <laughs> wouldn't it? Paul is <laughs> This is a retro reference. <laughs> no, big breakfast is back. Is it? Yeah. Don't no, die. I'm not down with. Mo Gilligan presented. I've no idea. I think he does. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been to London. Oh, went nice. to London for the day on Saturday. Yeah, went to see a panto at the Palladium. Well, that's that's good. You know, I've never seen a panto before. Ever? Ever? My first ever experience. What prompted panto. the panto trip? This I got it for Christmas because they'd said to somebody, "I've never yeah. seen a panto," so there was an easy Christmas present. How was it? I've actually given it easy Christmas presents now forever because we just can do that every year now. It was excellent. Was it? It was so good. It was the it was Jack and the Beanstalk at the London Palladium. It was Dawn French. Right. Julian Clary. Great. Nigel Havers. Oh, really? And Alexandra Burke. Oh, fine. She fine, played the fine. bad guy. She was the the giant's wife. Yeah. But it was really funny. It was really good. The budget must be astronomical. I dread to think how much money they spent on it. Just on Julian Clary's costume. Sure. Every time he came on stage, he had a different costume. Nice. It blew my mind. I was like, he looks incredible. I mean, sounds like that's pretty much the b- best panto you could have gone to. Yeah, I think, I think you start at the top, don't you? <laughs> We're down and end up in the local theatre next year. But no, I think you can tell they've all been doing it for a long time. I think Julian Clary, I think that's pretty much all he does now. It's probably all he needs <laughs> to do. I think it's all he needs to do, yeah. So, but yeah, his costume. And they had this, like, giant beanstalk. Hence the name. Yeah, sure. But, uh, it just seemed to... Er- we were quite high up, so we couldn't see the stall. So we couldn't yeah. see the floor. And it just seemed to erupt out of the audience. Amazing. It hit theatre ceiling. It was that big. And then the guy playing Jack just climbed up it. It was inflatable, but we don't know where it came from because there was people down there. So it was really confused. I've got a picture. Yeah, probably... Uh, really confused. Yeah, you've got to be careful. If you're in those seats, you end up in the beanstalk. I put it in the Discord for those who want to see it. Oh, wow. That is it's amazing. Massive. And we just can't understand because we looked down at the end. Picture of a huge land. Yeah. yeah. I put that picture in the Discord so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It was a lot of fun. It was very funny. Um... There was like jokes for adults in there, obviously. Jokes oh, no, there wasn't. Was there all that? <laughs> yeah, it was all that. Behind you. Yeah. Um, there was jokes for kids. There was jokes for adults. Everybody got something different. There was what? There's a lad. There was a kid sitting behind me. I think he was about 12. And he was getting some of the adult stuff. Okay. But not all of it, but some of it. And he turned to his mum at one point and went, what's the age rating on this? <laughs> it really made me chuckle. It probably made me laugh more than anything else. I think he was getting some of the stuff that he shouldn't be getting. It was, it was good. But yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Although... The seats in the Palladium are very, very close together. Yes, I have been there once. It was oh, it, very clumped. Very clumped. Dito Montes. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah, it's it's old school. Yeah, it really is. It's it's, it's 2,300 capacity, yeah. I think. It's one of the biggest capacity theatres in London, but also one of the smallest yeah. theatres. 
and you're very close to I was very close to Lynn who was sitting next to me I don't know Lynn and you didn't even meet her until I didn't no I don't, never even heard of her nice to make friends she got a very funny laugh her okay. laugh was very funny did you tell her that Lynn, no, I didn't. your laugh's very funny um, but yeah it was good I really enjoyed it so yeah we um I got to eat a burger that I syringed full of cheese. That I've was seen nice. That picture as well. That was nice. Yeah. Was that so? Where? First of all, yeah. Did you get to choose the cheese? How did this come about? No, it was just the the burger was called Mister Cheesy. Okay. It was a cheese bacon cheeseburger with a syringe of. I didn't even know it was coming with a syringe of cheese. I okay. didn't mention it in the menu. Was it like a mo- a syringe of molten cheese? Yeah, it was like a cheese sauce, like a yeah. loose cheese sauce. Did, where did to where did you inject? You were, the cheese. You were supposed to put it into through the top of the bun into the burger. Into inject. the meat. I believe so. There, there was no instructions. So I guess you could have injected it into the bread. Well, so yeah, I, you're not going to try to put it in a lettuce. But it was really it. difficult to syringe because was there was an actual needle. Yeah. So And it was quite and sharp. Cheese is quite thick. You could have yeah. stabbed somebody with this needle and injected them with cheese. Right. Quite dangerous. What way to go. Uh, yeah. Great way to go. Um, but yeah, so I did some, and then I just sprayed some on the top of the burger. Yeah. But then I found the best thing to do was line the chips with it, and then just eat the chips. Yeah, nice. And that was great. Nice. Yeah, it was expensive, but it was nice. Gimmick's going to be expensive. It was. It was a restaurant, unless so I was going full it's gonna, it's going to be expensive. But there, yeah, the restaurant was called Happy, so I would recommend yeah. that on Leicester Square if you know ever in the area. Good stuff. Excellent. Should we do some Netflix news? Well, we've, now we've been waffling on for some. I mean, that's why some people are here. That's why so, most people are here. So, really. so, so uh, today, as we record, yeah. uh, Netflix have released their sort of coming in 2023 trailer. Oh, First excellent. look at several big tentpole movies. So we got some dates. For Netflix. There are some dates. There are some unconfirmed dates. Okay. Uh, but some of these movies... I watched this trailer really, and I was like, "Oh God, we talked about that two years ago." Oh really? Or eighteen months ago that that was coming. It's how long we've been doing. There's some actual real footage <laughs> of said movie. Uh, we mentioned last week, Luther, the Fallen Son. Yes. Uh, there is footage of that in this trailer that yes. arrives uh, in March on on Netflix. Uh, the Mother, which I also remember talking about, is Jennifer Lopez's oh, yeah. first movie with her deal with Netflix. She stars as a former assassin who decides to come out of hiding in order to find and protect the daughter she initially gave up in order to keep her safe from harm. That arrives on May the 12th. Extraction 2. There is footage from Extraction 2 in in Netflix's uh, Year Ahead trailer. That arrives on June the 16th. That's uh, Chris Hemsworth, isn't it? Chris Hemsworth very much in the snow in this trailer. (laughs) Uh, they cloned Tyrone. I remember talking about this as well a, a, yeah. a while back. Uh, stars uh, John Boyega, Tayona Paris, and Jamie Foxx. Good cast. Uh, they are a trio that band together to expose a massive government cover-up involving clones and put the public on alert as to what's up. Uh, that arrives on July the 21st. Damsel. Quite surprised to see footage of this because this is a lot later off the blocks. This is Millie Bobby Brown's latest starring vehicle. Netflix loved for Millie Netflix. Bobby Brown. Uh, she uh, basically is fed up with. She's a princess who doesn't want to be married off to the handsome prince, um, because it means she's going to get sacrificed to a dragon. Oh, so she has to use her wits. To try and make it out alive also stars Angela Bassett, Ray Winston. Uh, that premieres on October the 13th. Wow. Uh, Leo is an Adam Sandler-voiced lizard. <laughs> nice, okay. Who wants some time away from his terrarium. Nice, uh, and she would. And gets caught up in a chaotic escape. Uh, also stars on voice tutors Jason Alexander, Rob Schneider. Of course it does, it's an Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, November the 22nd. Nice. Uh, Leave the World Behind, we believe is going to be prime Oscar bait next year. It is Julia Roberts, Mahashala Ali, Ethan Hawke, Kevin Bacon. December the 8th tells the story of two families vacationing on Long Island whose fun is cut short by a massive sudden blackout that leaves much of the island without power. As the families try to figure out what's going on, two mysterious figures appear warning them that there are more to the blackouts than it seems. Ooh, that sounds quite good. And possibly most surprisingly of all, and I know you're going to love this, there is the <laughs> first footage right at the end of this trailer of Zack Snyder's Star Wars. Right. Wow. It's not Star Wars. Uh, Rebel Moon. Yeah, we've talked about this numerous times. Yeah. 
his big budget sci-fi spectacular, uh, which will star Sophia Butella, uh, Char- Charlie Hunman, Anthony Hopkins, Corey Stoll, uh, Jenna Malone, among others. That is the big Christmas release this year, December the 22nd. Wow, that's some big films coming this year. You can see some footage of all of those in Netflix's 2023 movie lineup trailer. I'm surprised they've given anything on Rebel Moon so early. Yeah. I was expecting that to be like shrouded in secrecy. Yeah. I mean, from that picture, the, the, just the picture alone looks shit. I've not seen the footage. <laughs> We're looking at a picture of a spaceship. We are. On a spiky planet. Half a moon behind In the it. background. This looks like a dog, but it's not. It's just one of the spikes. A spiky rock. But yeah, I won't be watching that one, but I'm sure many people will. I bet you will. I haven't even watched any of the last like four Star Wars movies. So. <laughs> but you love Zack Snyder. I don't. Would you like a job with Netflix? Yes. This, no, this is an interesting one because you do not get to work at Netflix. You okay. get to work on one of Netflix's private jets. I'm up for that. Uh, Netflix are hiring flight attendants. Right, okay. And they are offering to pay the successful applicants as much... That's £300,000 a year. £300,000 a year? Yeah. Or $385,000. If that is your persuasion. Uh, Netflix says it is looking for candidates with independent judgment, discretion and outstanding customer service skills. They should also be able to operate with little direction and a lot of self-motivation. Right. Why are they paying so much money? Uh, they say that uh, this market, the market range that they've worked this out is based on total compensation, not just base salary. So I guess it's being on standby at any time to get on this plane and fly movie stars or executives across the world. Well, um, you're basically going to live on that plane, are you? Yes, I would, I would say so. Uh, the role is based in San Jose, California, but requires travel in and beyond the United States. Okay. Which would make sense. You're living on a plane. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. Uh, the duties on this super mid-sized jet will include inspecting emergency equipment in the cockpit, cabin, and gallery before takeoff. Yeah? Yeah, I'm up for that. I, I think I'd do it. I, I, mean, I, I, I won't look good in the uniform, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'd do it for that price. There ain't a lot I wouldn't do for that price. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Imagine there's sort of people you'd meet as well. I bet you'd meet some horrible people. I bet it's all like dealing with horrible bastards. You know what I mean? It was like, just get bunnied all day, every day on this plane. But for that... My sister was a flight attendant for a bit. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? She met a couple of celebrities. Did she? Some, she like, some not so nice. Who was the not nice well, she's dead, so I can definitely say it. Not your sister, but no. <laughs> the celebrity. Scylla Black was an absolute cunt, apparently. Really? Yeah. No way. Like, National trash. Horrible to all the staff. No, I don't believe that. Wow. Wow, you've dropped the C-bomb on Scylla Black. I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked. You blow my mind there. People love Scylla Black. There you go. Scoop. Uh, I, I'll, give, I'll give a nice one that I'm aware of. I'm going to call this episode that. Silla Black was an absolute cunt. <laughs> I, I I remember saying uh, Matt LeBlanc was an absolute sweetheart. I can imagine that's true. He looks like an absolute sweetheart. Sorry. There you go. He's like a he's like a chubby, nice old man now, isn't he? <laughs> like us. Yeah, like us. Looks like you want to give him a big cuddle. <laughs> Next. Okay, Wales. Wales. Netflix and Wales have got a good thing going, have they? Yes. I mean, you know, Ryan Reynolds loves Wales. He, he does. He got the Adam Project. Yeah. Welsh subtitles for Netflix. Yeah. Was it Red Notice as well? I think Red Notice yeah. as well. And he's kind of, he's trying to spread Welsh goodness across all the streaming services, I guess, because in this country, his Wrexham football documentaries on Disney+. Yeah, Plus. welcome to Wrexham. Uh, well, it has been revealed this week that Netflix will release their first ever Welsh language TV show. Oh, okay. So how about them apples? I don't think many people spoke Welsh. I don't think they do. How many people speak Welsh in the world? I don't think it would be. It's many. Uh, they, they have bought the license for a show called... 
I don't even know what how you say any words in uh, Welsh. So I'm going to say it in English, but then we'll read the Welsh words. Dali melt. Dali melt. I'm going to say. I reckon it's Dali melt. Dali could be. Uh, it's, it translates in English as catch the lightning. Oh. Uh, and is a crime thriller following a group of misfits as they come together to pull off a heist. Okay. Sounds like Kaleidoscope. Does. I've not come back to have similar Me neither. Uh, but it is uh, is adapted from a novel. Okay. Uh, by Owen Roberts. Nice. Good Welsh name. Very strong Welsh name. Uh, and the ser- series will be available on Netflix with English subtitles from April this year. Wow. Uh, yeah. So they've licensed it, for, licensed the show from S4C, who are like the Welsh, is the number one Welsh. Yeah, that's like the Welsh channel. It's already aired on there. Aired on there last year, is it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Benjamin King, who is Netflix's director of public policy for the UK and Northern Ireland. Not vice president. Said that Netflix can help play a helpful role in complementing the attempt to promote and preserve the Welsh language. Yeah. I mean, if it needs preserving, then let's use Netflix to preserve it. Yeah, he does note that we've got, uh, Netflix have got a good history of working in and around Wales with uh, most of sex education film there. Yes. Certain scenes from The Crown. And um, the upcoming movie Havoc, which is Tom Hardy and Gareth, Gareth Edwards' yeah. next film, isn't it? Yes. Uh, the largest, she claims, it's the largest feature film ever produced in Wales. Wow. All things Welsh coming to Netflix. Um, just before we click off this story, okay. there's a little sidebar story on the side of this page. Yeah. World's longest chip discovered by a nine-year-old boy. Oh, we haven't done potato news for ages. <laughs> I'm going to click on it. That's a long chip. It's like the size of his head. Bigger, Bigger than, than his head. head. In Pontypool, a nine-year-old boy Absolutely break may have news. found the world's longest chip. Right, it's a young Archie Davis discovered the monstrous potato snack on his plate as he and his family were about to tuck into dinner. How'd you only spot it then? Yeah, it's surely his mum spotted it. Yeah. It's a big chip. <laughs> and this kid's gone, I'm going to tell ITV News about it. Nine inches! Nine inch chip! Oh, there's a picture of it next to a tape measure there. That must have been a big potato. Yeah, and the dad was like... Is there only one? The dad was like, don't look like nine inches. Ah, about four inches, that. Huh? <laughs> Why is there only one? Surely if, there's, if it's that potato's that big, there should be loads of them. Because uh, uh, humans have to do this, it says that uh, Archie gave his massive chip a name. Okay. Jeff. Jeff the chip. <laughs> oh, I love when things like this happen on this show. Oh, can we do a podcast about just random news stories that happen? Because this is really funny. Uh, it was as their own chip. Bro- I bought Asda chips. Maybe I've got one. <laughs> I've got to have a look in the freezer. I've got some Asda chip. Uh, we wait. Apparently, wait to hear back from the Guinness Re- uh, Book of Records to see if it is the world's longest oven chip. Um, it uh, can't be because there's got day. to be other chips from that same potato. <laughs> You've just had one potato. Maybe, one chip or could, maybe they could get could have been broken in the maybe. freezing or cooking process. Maybe. That's a monster. That is a big chip. It's bigger than that kid's head. Yeah, he looks very happy. He does. It looks. It looks like he's really. He's not eating it. Kept it. Anyway, that's kind of. I'm taking the evidence. Then I'm eating it. Oh yeah, you take the picture, and then you eat the chip. Yeah. Then you can say I've eaten the world's biggest chip. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on back to Netflix. Yeah, good. Good potato news diversion. Um, Netflix have. I've got two names for the episode. <laughs> potato news diversion. <laughs> so you've got to get like a potato news diversion. Uh, Netflix have announced that uh, they, uh, we, I think we talked a while about about them taking on Power Rangers. Yes. So the the sort of rights to reboot Power Rangers. We did. Uh, and Netflix have announced this week that they are reuniting uh, a portion of the original cast. There's not a lot you can for a thirtieth anniversary celebration. Cool. Uh, there is a trailer again come out this week, which promotes Power Rangers once and always, uh, which looks sort of a mixture of talking heads plus a bit of action going on. Excellent. In the show, uh, you have got the original Blue and Black Rangers. Yep. Uh, and I think the original Red Ranger as well. There's there's a couple. Of, there was a recent death, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there was. 
the, the like martial arts dude from the who was was he green? Yeah, I think green, there's a few green. of them that haven't made it, isn't there? Yeah. There's a few. It's a bit tragic. It's thirty years in, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's it's quite. I did check out the trailer. It is some talking heads, but there's also sort of the old guys putting the costumes on and and reminiscing a bit as well. Oh, cool. Um, there is some hope that uh, it's Dave Jason David Frank who died in November. Right. There's some hope by uh, some fans that actually he there may be some footage of him okay. having recorded some some bits for this before he sadly passed away. Okay. Um, I've got yeah. He's going to be very excited about it. The thirtieth season of Power Rangers will debut on Netflix this autumn. So this is very much a sort of so it's not like a for that. Well. So they're calling, calling it the thirtieth season. It's not like a reboot or a reimagining. It's just carrying on from the yeah. end of the 29th. Power Rangers Cosmic Fury is the 30th season of the show. Um, it's the, will be the first season on Netflix. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You going to catch up on the previous 29? Probably not. I, I didn't know like... that much. Yeah, I also feel like there's probably about 50 episodes in each. Yeah, I bet there is. I didn't realize it was that, there was that much of it. Yeah. You always hear of Power Rangers like shows and films and stuff, but you don't ever think about how they must be concurrent. I always think of them all as something different. Yeah, Maybe I don't. I don't think, think Maybe they necessarily all link up. No, there's 29 seasons of it. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of Power Rangers. A lot of story. Though. Let's do our music-based biopic section. Cool. Okay. Because news this week. You need a jingle for that? <laughs> if you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> news this week that uh, Antoine. Fuqua, who you may know as the director of Training Day, yes, uh, because that is a good film, and the uh, upcoming Will Smith comeback movie, Emancipation. How can he have a comeback? He's barely been gone. Ever. <laughs> uh, has signed up <laughs> after he's finished. Won an Oscar for Best Actor last year, and he's having a comeback before the next Oscar ceremony. Has signed up once he's finished with Emancipation uh, to direct. A Michael Jackson biopic. Oh. Which is going to be called Michael. <laughs> Very imaginative. That's a tough role. To Who's going to play Michael Jackson? Who takes on that role? That is a tough role. To oh, word. And how controversial is this movie going to be? Exactly. Vocal, <laughs> uh, I said in an interview the first films of my career were music videos, and I still feel that combining film and music are a deep part of who I am. For me, there is no artist with the power, the charisma, and the sheer musical genius of Michael Jackson. Um, I can't wait to have my chance to tell his story on the screen. The chance to do that alongside featuring his music was irresistible. I don't know who could do that. You might yeah. need, like hit us up with some casting. I think uh, you need like three or four for, different people for Michael Jackson. different stages in his life. Different. Oh, you should do good things with makeup, though. Yeah. Put someone under all those different looks. You need to do some good things. He didn't do any good things with makeup, but you do need to do some good things. Cool. We'll definitely keep our eye on that. That's really interesting. I mean, I d I'm trying not to be cynical, but presumably, you know, people are on board. Oh, it's, a it's a tricky family to deal with. Yeah. Music on board. How controversial is... I... How, yeah, how deep do you want to go into various accusations? When you look at how sort of rose-tinted glasses yeah. like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example, to yeah. to market it to such a, a mass audience, it's going to have that sort of... Yeah, it's got it, hasn't it? It's, uh, I don't know, it's a difficult subject matter, that is. Yeah. How you follow this, especially in his later years, how you follow that life. You just don't go there, do you? you I would imagine that. Well, I imagine they were going to be there. But it's not a biopic if you don't, if you miss off that sort of shit. You've got to at least mention it. You can't just go, oh, and then he released an album, and then 10 years later, nothing happened, and then he died. But you just won't do that. Like I said, the Bohemian Rhapsody just stopped at Live Aid, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. No. See something like that. All right, second movie biopic news is. Uh, a first image has been shared uh, of uh, Marissa Abela as Amy Winehouse. Are you telling me that picture's not Amy Winehouse? Yes, I am. 
Goodness me, that's incredible. If you look really hard, you can tell it's not. Uh, it's not Amy Winehouse. Uh, because... Uh, my mind. Sam Taylor Johnson, who you may uh, be familiar of having helmed uh, Nowhere Boy, the, the John Lennon biopic years and years ago, yeah. uh, is directing Amy. What? what, what do music stars now have surnames these days? <laughs> I suppose you can't call it Winehouse. <laughs> Something completely <laughs> different. Uh, we've, got Mike, we've got Amy and then we're going to have Michael. I don't know if they'll stick with that, uh, but yeah. Um, because it's it's about to start production um, into 2024. We expect to see that. Okay. Uh, this also has the backing of the Amy Winehouse estate. Okay. So you think you're at least going to get some actual songs of trick. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Johnson said I feel excited and humbled to have this opportunity to realise Amy's beautifully unique and tragic story to cinema accompanied by the most important part of her legacy her music I'm fully aware of the responsibility with my writing collaborators and I will create a movie that we will all love and cherish forever just like we do Amy cool definitely we'll uh, keep keep our eye on that one there's some good stuff coming isn't there you're interested? Would you be interested? I think I would be interested in both of those. Yeah, I think I, I'd definitely watch them both. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how interested I am in them both, but I would definitely watch them both. Okay. Something I may be less interested in. That's a headline I wasn't expecting to read tonight. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I thought you might like this. I don't know why. Um, Channing Tatum. Yes. I feel like I don't see as much as him anymore. Yeah. Like, because I feel like he was everywhere. Yeah, at one point five was, years ago. Well, he is developing a remake of Ghost. Because of course he feels... Why isn't he? Why wouldn't he? Unnecessary? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't feel like the right man uh, at the job. Well, Channing Tatum wants to remake slash reboot it. Okay. Uh, he said that him, he and his production studio have obtained the rise to Ghost and they are developing a new version. He says, we're going to do something different. I think it needs to change a little bit. Uh, he didn't specify what needs to be altered. Okay. <laughs> but seemed very enthused in his interview with Vanity Fair about the idea of the new movie. You can't improve Unchained Melody. No. You can't. And Swayze and Ghost, surely. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, I've not seen it for years. It might be. Me neither. It might be dated by quite badly now. That doesn't mean we need a new version. No, it doesn't. By Channing Tatum, randomly. The Magic Mike guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one of them coming as well, isn't there? Yes, in fact. One of the things he was promoting in this interview, I think. Magic Mike's last dance. (laughs) Imagine him like a really old man. Yeah. This is my last dance in 94. I'm not sure. I've never seen a Magic Mike. I don't know the appetite for Ghost is there. A Ghost remake. Have you ever seen a Magic Mike movie? No, I don't think I, I don't think I have. I definitely haven't. No. Bye. Something that else that is in development is not a remake. It is an adaptation of a George R. R. Martin book. Okay. It's Game of Thrones in space. Sounds fun to me. Uh, his sci-fi book, Hunter's Run. I didn't know he'd written anything that wasn't Game of Thrones. Uh, he, wrote, he wrote it in 2007. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he actually co-authored this or this novel with uh, a guy called Daniel Abraham, uh, who was also behind a sci-fi series called The Expanse, which I think I've heard of. Yeah, I've watched. I think I've watched it. I feel like it's come up in the Discord previously. I feel like I've watched it. Uh, well, it's been uh, purchased by Exile Content Studio. Um, who are a prolific producer, apparently, of Spanish and English content. They were uh, drawn to the adaptation of this book because of its uh, complex Latino protagonist, apparently. Okay. Uh, George R. R. Martin himself said, I'm so pleased that almost after almost 16 years, Hunter's Run will be made into a film. I'm bursting with excitement for the rich sci-fi universe I helped create with my dear friends Daniel and Gardner to exist beyond the pages of our book. So three of them wrote it. Yeah, three. Um, 
the novel tells the story of Ramon Espejo, an anti-hero who gets by on a human colony named Sao Paulo, a planet with similar living conditions to Earth. After a regrettable act of violence wherein he kills a diplomat, Ramon goes into hiding where he encounters aliens who are also hiding from the humans on the colony. As always with these things, he goes on a journey of self-discovery, whilst also on the run for murder. That sounds sounds a lot of fun. Yeah. I think this picture has come from the Power Rangers article from earlier. It may, may be. I don't know why. Some sort of weird alien dragon. Alien dragon. Very low quality. Yeah. Cool. We'll keep our eye on that one. That sounds fun. Uh, and then two quick bits of news, really. Okay. Uh, are you aware of the Megan phenomenon? I am. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've not booked any tickets yet, but I am looking forward to it. Uh, well, Megan has already got a sequel. Wow. Announced. That was quick. Which will arrive in two years' time, January 2025. Talk about striking while the iron's hot. Definitely. Uh, Blumhouse have announced a sequel, yeah, to Megan, which has been out, what, a week? Yeah, don't even think, is it even out? Uh, I don't know if it is in this country. Sure. I'm seeing trailers everywhere. My like, brain's telling me it comes out tomorrow. On my social media. Yeah, everywhere. the trailers are everywhere. Uh, it looks a bit like Chloe Grace Moretz when she was young. I think there is... A resemblance, yeah. I really do. I think yeah. that's who they've made. Is, is this a killer doll movie? I think so. It's a robot AI yeah. killer doll movie. It's, it's not going to be as good as Robert the doll, though, is it? No, of course not. But, uh... Yeah, I've, I was hoping to get our friend Wayne to come and see it with us, but he's on holiday. I think he planned that on purpose. Somebody. Yeah, Megan 2 is coming. Excellent. I will let you know when I Fast Megan. move. Uh, and then finally, an interview... Uh, that David Duchovny did this week. David Duchovny? Yeah. Recalling the what he says, the best du- rejection he ever got okay. after an audition was from none other than Quentin Tarantino. Right. Duchovny uh, said he he auditioned for Reservoir Dogs. Really? Yeah. Wow. I could kind of see it. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I think he might have been a bit... Like, I could see him now in it, though. Yeah. Not maybe so yeah, 1992 when he was a hot young thing. Yeah, 92 so like just pre-X-Files. Yeah. So he would have been very young. Yeah, he would. Um, he was uh, he was interviewing with Collider promoting uh, his, his new show, You People, um, and said, yeah, the best rejection he ever had was, was I auditioned for Quentin Tarantino, uh, and he was a ve- obviously a very high-energy guy after my audition he said i really like what you do i just don't think i want you to do it in my movie <laughs> okay i think is the best rejection i've ever had <laughs> that's brilliant you're really good but you just no not for me <laughs> the company's great he's i think he's really grown different. into his looks like he yeah. looks interesting now yeah he does he? yeah you know, I don't, I don't want to say craggy, but he looks just look craggy. But he looks really interesting. Yeah, now he's a great actor. Yeah, he really is. Good. I mean, he's dry. He's very dry. Yeah, like sometimes Sahara you dry. Sometimes you need no. I've, but that's good. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. You need that dryness. Not everything has to be wet. <laughs> no, that's very true. <laughs> if everything was wet, we'd be in trouble. We'd be in a much worse place. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be sitting here now wet. just wet. No, nor me. I'm glad I'm dry. Yeah. yeah. Just um, stuff dripping off everything. Imagine just being wet all the time. <laughs> I'd be well annoyed. It must be weird being a fish because you've not got a concept of wet. No. You just are. Yeah, you don't want to be dry as a fish. <laughs> fish are like the opposite of this. Yeah, they are. <laughs> a dry fish is a horrible thought. Because <laughs> even when you cook fish, it's still a little bit wet, isn't it? Yeah, a little, just a little moist, yeah. 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 But are you wet if you're underwater? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I've, yeah, I don't are, you are you wet? I don't think you're wet until you break the surface. Yeah? And then you're wet. And you see so you're wet in the atmosphere? Yeah. If, you, if you're just surrounded by water, are you wet? No. I don't think you are. <laughs> Maybe fish aren't wet. Maybe fish are actually the driest of all of us. Because they're never... Break the surface. Yeah. Except for flying fish. They're so they're, wet, they're dry. Flying fish are like wet for that bit where they're outside. Yeah. 
Get drunk. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> this is a weird conversation. Have you done with your news? I saw the news. Have you watched anything good at the top of the street? Talking of being wet, I I watched a couple more episodes of Zac Efron's Down to Earth. Okay. And the one where they go diving yes. around the Great Barrier Reef yeah. is awesome. It and was. they stay in that hotel that's just Underwater. a platform yeah. above the reef. And I'm sure if I wanted to stay there, would be about £8,000 a night. Probably more. They probably got it for free. Yes. Uh, but yes, they they were dry. Yeah. Whilst diving underwater. True. Um, that was a good, good episode. Link. I like that. Good link. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, so I watched that. It's a good series. It's a really good series. Uh, and I watched four or five episodes after we mentioned it, I think, at our Golden Globes chat last yes. week. Abbott Elementary on Disney+. Plus. Okay, any good? I will watch... I want to watch more. Okay. Yeah, I, I had quite a few chuckles. What's the concept? It's it's a sitcom set in a school in Philadelphia and follows the struggles of the teachers in said school. Teachers, not students? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I will check it out. In the market, if you, if you market for a half hour sitcom type thing. Always. Check it always out. in that market. That's about it for me. Cool. Talking of half an hour sitcoms. Okay. I, I've started and completed in this past week. Um, Our Flag Means Death. Oh, good. This is on my list to watch. Yes. So yeah, good. I can't wait to watch it. It's so just dropped on the iPlayer, hasn't yes, it? Yeah, the here? whole series is on the iPlayer. It's um, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Reese Darby. Reece, I can never remember Reese Darby's name. It just doesn't come into my head. I've tried to talk to about three people today about it, and Reese Darby's name never comes. I just before we get on to the show, I don't think I've ever told this story before. Go on. About it's got to be about fifteen or sixteen years ago. Okay. I went on a works night out, and we went to a comedy club in Leicester. Right. And. This guy from New Zealand was on the bill. Right. And he was the funniest, he was the best act on the bill all night. Yeah. And he did this bit about like jetpacks and he had these great impressions of jetpacks. And then years and years later, watched Flight of the Concords. Yeah. He's in that Reese Darby. Yeah. And all this stuff he's in. Big star now. And then. Uh, it was Reese Darby on. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got. Years later, I was like. Again, googling or YouTube, YouTube wormhole or whatever, and some one of a, a really early Reese Darby stand-up came up, and he's there doing this bit about jetpacks. Fuck, I've seen it's you. <laughs> so you remembering yeah. that that was this like before and wow, yeah, I was just like amazing. That's fantastic. It was, it was literally, I don't know, fifty people in the room. That's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Job in comedian. He's so good. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's he was any. I remember him being. He was brilliant that night. I just hadn't remembered it was him. Yeah, he didn't ever put two and two yeah. together. Wow. Definitely watch Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. It's he plays a. It's a pirate sitcom. It's him, Taika Waititi, Joel Fry's in it. Uh, there's loads of like um, Will Arnett makes an appearance in one episode. Okay. It's it's just, and it's very 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 funny. It just really made me laugh all the way through. He, I know. I know. I will like it. You will. I know you will like it. Reese Darby plays the gentleman pirate. Yeah. And Taika Waititi plays Blackbeard. So that they're on opposite ends of the scale of pirate. And they come together to run this ship together. I was put... Uh, it's got um, that guy... Who's the guy from... He's in Chernobyl. He's got an amazing voice. Con... His name's Con. Okay. He's he's in it as well. He's fantastic in it. Um, I can't remember his surname. Yeah, I did the whole series in one day. Nice. I absolutely loved it. It's brilliant. I always think Taika Waititi is one of those guys. I I just think, how do you have time? Yeah, exactly. How do all this? Have you got time to make a little pirate sitcom? Yeah, and direct movies. And, yeah, and do all of this at the same do. time. Yeah, yeah. mind blowing. Um, I've also this week been to the cinema. I went to an advanced screening of Plane. Oh, nice! Yeah. Gerard Butler's new movie. Yeah, um, it's very, very, very silly. Which. I, I said when it, when it finished, I turned to the person I went with and I was like, this feels like the most bottom of the stream movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of bottom of the stream movies. <laughs> uh, but somebody's just thrown a massive budget at it. That's what allowed pretty much Gerald play. Butler's career is now, isn't pretty it? Pretty much, yeah, I think it is. The bits where they're on the plane are brilliant. Yeah. The bits where they're off the plane is just stupid. <laughs> and so, How much of the movie is on the plane? The first 40 minutes. Oh, is that it? The, probably the last 10. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, most of it, they, they basically, the concept is that they, he is a pilot. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. He's a pilot 
I think he's flying from Hong Kong to somewhere around that sort of area. Sure. He has to ditch. There's only 14 people on board because it's New Year's Eve and it's a full-on jetliner. Yeah. Um, and he has to ditch the plane in the middle of this jungle. He's about to crash in the ocean. He notices an island, so he just lands on this island. And it turns out to be like this island that nobody goes to. The Philippine army won't even go there okay. because it's run by these separatists and terrorists. And there's also an ex-con, a convict on board who's being transferred. Of course there is. Of course there is. And yeah, it's basically how he keeps these passengers safe and gets them off this island. Is This is a film and it's so stupid. <laughs> it's like beyond stupid. But it's just fun. If you like Bottom of the Stream and you like the sort of films we do, you're going to enjoy it, I think. Because it's just, it is, it's a Bottom of the Stream film with a budget. Yeah. And it's just, it's silly fun. But yeah, it was good. It's not out yet. It comes out on the 27th. I think. Okay. Nice. Next Friday. Nice. And also, after we finished the show last week, I watched The Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, Inishirin. Nice. Yeah. Inishirin. Yeah. Yeah, that's good as well. It's all yeah, right. I've heard mixed. Like, I get it. It's had the awards thrown at it. Yes. Because of... It had like, a lot of BAFTA nominations today. I saw the it did. But I, I've i seen quite a few comments of, well, yeah, but it's no in Bruges. That's, I think that's its problem. Because <laughs> uh, it's the same team. Because it's the same director as uh, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. Yeah. I think people have gone, oh, we never there's another in Bruges coming. Yeah. <laughs> it very much isn't in Bruges. In Bruges is a fantastic comedy film. Um, this is quite bleak. It's quite dark. And it's very slow. Okay. And But it's it's good. It's a good story. Yeah. It's basically what would happen if two best friends who live on this remote island who have grown up together... One of them just decides he doesn't want to be friends with the other one anymore. And yeah. how you deal with that as an adult. Yeah. That happens to kids all the time. Of course it does, yeah. But it never happens to adults. Yeah. If I just said to you, I don't want to be your friend anymore. How would you deal with that reaction? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I don't and know that's what Colin Farrell has to go through in this film. And it gets it goes to this next level and it keeps going up this levels to the point where one of them starts maiming himself. And the, the houses get scammed fire and all sorts. It's just... It just goes up because the people, hum, adult humans, don't know how to deal with that sort of rejection. Yeah, and th- that's a really interesting concept, and it's really then it's humorous as well because it's Colin Farrell and Brendan Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Cool, but it, don't expect it to be in Bruce because it isn't. Fine. It definitely isn't. That. I think that's it. I don't think I checked my Netflix watching history before we started yes. tonight, and it literally said The Mansion. And then take the tent. Nah, nah. I've literally watched anything in between yeah. the two recent films that we've done on the show. So, yeah, that, I don't know if that says anything about Netflix or about myself. I've had quite a busy week, to be fair. I think that's it, though. Should we do a real talk? Yeah, let's do real talk. Okay, we haven't had any responses on the uh, socials this week, mainly. Yeah, but that's 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 my fault. Your fault. <laughs> it's my fault because I forgot to put it out to the public until this morning. I've been thinking about it all week. Yeah, we, we had it lined up. <laughs> we had it lined up Pretty for Monday. Uh, but I completely forgot to put it out to the public, so apologies for that. So it did go out, but I don't think we got any responses. So we're just going to have to rely on the Discord. We will get better. At yeah, I've, I've been quite good at advertising the show on <laughs> socials. I just, I, I, yeah, I completely forgot. It's because I went from home yesterday and it threw my mind out. Mojo was all out of whack. So, yeah, there's nothing for the social. So, do you want to go through the Discord? Sure. Need to do that? Uh, you say, I will find the comments if you can um, tell us what the subject was this week. The subject was this week, what is the, your favourite performance by a... Let's well, start that again, because I'm shit at talking, apparently. What is your favourite comedic performance? Okay. We left it open. Yeah. It could be anything. Basically, because we're doing a comedy this week. Yeah, we are. Take the 10 is a... Uh, in inverted commas, a comedy. Yeah. Uh, that's our movie on Thursday. It is, indeed. We'll talk about more about that towards the end of the episode. Uh, Samuel Holland in the Discord says, Paul Ritter as, as Martin in Friday Night Dinner. And then I put my phone down and went, yeah, he's completed that. Because <laughs> it is. It just is. He answered that within the same minute that I posted the thing, as if he'd been waiting for me to bet asking for months. And he's not wrong. Paul Ritter in Friday Night Dinner is fantastic. He's amazing. It's fantastic. Great sitcom performance. But but I do think you can take this question several ways. Yeah, of course. Because that is a fantastic, outright, no questions asked comedic performance. Yeah. But you can go dark. Yeah. There's all sorts of different styles of comedy. You know, 
we can take this anyway. I hadn't even, because like I said, we'd been thinking about it a few days before. It hadn't even occurred to me to not think of films. Right. So mine's from a film. Okay. But Which was difficult because I don't really like comedy films. So <laughs> it hadn't even occurred to me to not think of film. Uh, I believe that that. Somebody from the Discord says, uh, in, uh, Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire. Again, great answer. You can't fault that. I mean, you could choose several Robin Williams. Yeah, most of Robin Williams' performances. And, and you wouldn't have much of an argument. I mean, his, his genie in Aladdin... Yeah. Is an tour de force. Yeah, it really is. I think Robin Williams had funny bones. He was just a yeah. funny guy. And unfortunately, not in his own head. Uh, honorable mention from Smiley Center is Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. I, yeah. again, again, I think you could give, an, a, you know, the Jim Carrey in The Mask is an outstanding comedic performance. Jim Carrey in Ace Ventura, which, you know, is not dated well. No, I think that. But Ace his Ventura performance is. Yeah, I think the Ace Ventura films are problematic now, yeah. but yeah, you can't... I've always said, I'm on the record as saying, I think Jim Carrey's better in serious roles than he is in comedy roles, but you can't fault his comedic performances in pretty much anything he's done. Liar Liar's an interesting choice, though. To say Jim Carrey and then pick Liar Liar, I thought was quite interesting. It just depends on your yeah. preference. Because I, I would say, I mean, no one went to see it, and I don't know if many people like it, but I think he's like in The Cable Guy. Yeah, he's very funny. He's... It's totally different performance. Yeah. But it's a, it's a brilliant comedic performance. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ross Cook's gone, uh, we're very tough for him, so I've given you a top five. <laughs> of course he has. Uh, number Thanks, five, Will Ferrell in Anchorman. Okay. I, a good choice. I, yeah, I'm not I, a Will Ferrell fan. I, I would have had Elf as an honourable mention for yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Personally. Uh, Michael J. White in Black Dynamite. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in Borat. Dudley Moore in Arthur and uh, his official choice. I think it's a great choice. Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen, again, it's funny in everything he's been in. Yeah. He's just a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, for TV, uh, Ross says Dylan Moran in Black Books or Peter Capaldi in The Thick of It. Black Books is really overlooked as a sitcom. As well. Very overlooked. So funny. Every episode of Black Books is brilliant. Yeah. It's great. And everyone in it is amazing. Yeah, they really are. It's a great shout. Great shout. It's got the same woman from Friday Night Dinner in as well. It has it. <laughs> so maybe she's just the brains behind all of this. Sam's honourable mentions for TV. Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Or Andre Brower in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a good shout. Yeah. Good shout. Uh, Wayne is going a bit, I would say, off-piste, but I think it's a good choice. It's just not someone that has sprung to mind with me. Uh, right. Rachel McAdams in Game Night. I haven't seen Game uh, Oh, no, I have seen Game He says, I wouldn't consider her a comedic actor, but she is wonderful in that movie. That's a really interesting choice because I have seen Game Night, but it feels like it just went, it came, so no, it's went good. away. Yeah, yeah it's a good, good film. Good. Thanks for the answers, guys. Yeah, I can't really argue with any selection of answers. Do you want to go? No, well, let me go. Okay. Because <laughs> mine's not very... I've, as you know, I don't really do comedy films, so I found this quite sure. difficult. And it never occurred to me to think of TV. Okay. So I haven't. And I still haven't. There's, there's a lot. I could pick you hundreds of TV ones. Um, but my film choice would be Napoleon Dynamite, John Heater. Okay, yeah. I think yeah. that's the funniest film I've ever seen. And that before. That's a great movie. It really it's is. Re- I think, again, as I felt like it... it oh, maybe it didn't really hit at the time. I felt like in my circle, in our circle... In our circle of friends. It, it was a well-watched I think we watched that like four or five times together. Just yeah. Me and you and a few. There's loads of good performances in that. But yeah, yeah. John Hedder's great. John Hedder in that. I do, To the point now, I still just can't look at him and not think of Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. no matter what he does. I think that's the best comedic performance I've ever seen. It's your favorite. Yeah, your favorite. I think that's my favorite. Film-wise, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout. I think it's the funniest film I've ever seen. It's so quotable. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's great. Yeah. It's on Netflix as well. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm watching that this weekend. 100%. <laughs> What's yours? I found this really difficult. It is really difficult. Uh, and I'll tell you in a second where my mind was drawn to instantly, but then I, I had a bit of a think and I was like, this is maybe one for like, under, maybe another future real talk is like underrated performance. Okay. And I was thinking like, I always go back to sort of what are my comfort movies and why are, why are they my comfort movies? Yeah. Back to the Future is always up there. Yeah. It's not a comedy, but I think like 
Thomas Wilson as Biff Tannen, yeah. I would say as a comedic That's a com- comedic performance. Though. And he's just perfect in yeah. that. And it really takes, that movie as a whole takes me back to like a happy place. But I think, I think for me, you know, you you might have a go at me here for this is my equivalent of talking about Stephen King, but <laughs> oh, lost. I I will pick any of the three leads in the Big Lebowski, <laughs> yeah. because Jeff Bridges, Steve Buscemi, and um, John Goodman, yeah, they're all fantastic, are, are all absolutely outstanding in that movie, both as individual performances, but also how they interplay. I think that's the thing with comedy as well, is it? It's more about the chemistry between your co-stars. Yeah. You can be funny, but you can't be funny on your own. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, someone mentioned Will Ferrell in Anchorman. He's yeah. great. But, but one of the reasons cast. Anchorman works so well is the the four or five of them yeah. are a Steve Carell, Paul fantastic Paul. unit. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think you, can, you can't be funny on your own, but it's all about being funny with the people around you. That's a good answer. Okay. Good real talk. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, it was. It's a shame it was so rushed. I apologise. That's my fault. It will get better. Look, if you want to throw us some, throw some our way, we can always... Yeah, absolutely. Next, next week. Yeah, so. well, yeah, absolutely. And if you've got any ideas for Real Talks as well, let us know. Yeah, I mean, we've got loads of it. Throw them our way. Yeah, it's fine. Them, yeah, absolutely. We'll add them to the Oh, we won't list. just dismiss them out of hand, but either way. But don't ask, don't get. <laughs> I think that's it. Are we done? we do a quick, brief chat about what we're going to talk about on Thursday? Yeah, come back on Thursday, this very feed. We are going to talk about a movie called Take the Ten. We are indeed. It's a comedy movie. It is. 2017? Yep. Yes. And it's the real talk. We're doing comedies this week. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Peck and Tony Revolori. And a couple of cameos. Yeah, a couple of good cameos. Yeah. Which, uh, well, we'll... We'll get to on Thursday. Yeah, come back on Thursday. We'll mention. That. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one for for Bob the Street. We don't do a lot of comedy, but this is not in terms of an outright. Yeah, plain. This is just a stoner comedy. Yeah, and we don't do a lot. We've only ever done a couple, I think. Yeah, we don't so, do many. Yeah, so yeah, it's out of our comfort zone. It's definitely out of my comfort zone. Be interesting to see four three on where it goes. Yeah, yeah but I think that's it. I think that's a wave done. So yeah, come back to this very feed on Thursday for the movie show and we'll be back next Monday for another episode of The Wave. Cheers. Bye.